Hello, and you're very welcome to the book club at Leitrim Daily. I'm here today with Hilda King, Michal Gregan, Orla Kelly, and myself, Mary Blake. The book we have chosen this month is Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. So we've spent the month reading Shuggy Bane. I'm really going to be interested to see what the guys here think about it. Um, it's a book set in Glasgow in the 80s, and it's written... Um, uh, from the viewpoint of a small child, a little boy called Shuggy, and his mum who ha has an addiction problem, and his father who is abusive. It really highlights that Thatcher uh, 80s time, I think. And um, still, there's, it's, uh, the writing is so particular. It's written in the vernacular, so it's really written in that Glasgow language. And... Um, not a glamorous, uh, the board faulty equivalent uh, in Glasgow will not be probably pushing this one, but it doesn't make it look very good. But I'm I interested, Orla, I'll come to you first of all. What did you think? Oh, what did I think? Um, I... I have to say I liked this I liked this book an, a, a, an awful lot um although I found it a, a a tough tough read um for for the description of Shuggy um Shuggy's lifestyle I mean we're meeting Shuggy when he's well initially when he's 15 and he's working in a deli and um he dreams of being a hairdresser and then we're brought back to 10 years previous and we we have this look into window into his um his life from his five life years on and I thought it was just really um beautifully told I think the writing is stunning um and that's what carries through you through the horror and the the love and the courage that they have because the the core the core relationship is between Chuggy um Jr and his mother Agnes and Agnes is such a vibrant um complicated uh brilliant woman that, that was probably I don't know maybe it's a born into the wrong time into the wrong class um it's a deep I found it a very political book like there's so much to say about this book because um it's it's so well done and the fact that Douglas Stewart is a debut author um to create these characters that are so vivid um in all their honest brutality is is fantastic so yeah big fan of this book although as I say I found it heartbreaking Heartbreaking yes. stuff. Yeah, very uh, not glamorized at all. And sometimes when we look at these working class uh, books of addiction and trouble and despair, from it emerges a brilliant person, uh, a Billy Elliot, somebody who against the odds really um, shines through. And I was kind of waiting for that to happen, but he did not fall into that trap. He did not make Shuggy anything other than a a, a kid born into a really unfortunate, dysfunctional society. Michal, I'll come to you. What did you think of this? Um, yeah, again, I, I really, really liked this book, but it, it was a very difficult read. It was pretty harrowing uh, most of the way through. Um, I thought it was a great exploration of you know those themes of poverty and and alcoholism, familial alcoholism. Um, the characters and the relationships and interactions are just brilliantly drawn. Again, it is sort of, it's, it's enviable that that was his first novel, uh, the author. So um, it's a stunning achievement. 
uh, for sure. It's 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 epic in scale as well. Um, yeah, the depth of exploration and um, it's it's incredibly vast. Um, and obviously, that central relationship between Agnes and Shuggy is uh, probably well. It is incredibly profound, and I think it's such an intelligent. Um, exploration of the psychology of the child who grows up in that environment with uh, a parent who is a, a substance abuser. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking to watch him, I guess, constantly reassure himself that she will get better. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, watch as he comes to terms with the reality that she's not going to get better and see that there is that element of resentment uh, in him as he gets older and as he comes to the understanding that this is a, de- a disease that she's not going to, to recover from. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's a really heartbreaking story. Yes, I agree. And it really shows the complexity of addiction. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you want to shake Agnes and say, woman, look at your children, sort yourself out. It just shows you how as much as she wanted to do that, it just wasn't she wasn't able. She just couldn't do it. Her life was so grim. And Orla, you said an interesting thing. She was born into the wrong class. And I think I never thought of that until you said it. And it's so true. She had kind of notions that she was kind of, because she sounds beautiful. And I thought that was, that Absolutely. is interesting. Absolutely. And uh, which is very interesting because her father said when he as a uh, as an adult, he, he, he smacked her backside because he felt guilty for actually um, spoiling Agnes and because why because Agnes wanted more um, and Agnes is born into a tradition of a real like it's structural patri- the structural patriarchy because she dares to want something more but the only thing that she within the realms that she can do is be a good wife or uh, look to get her own front door she she can't aspire beyond that because it's not allowed of her and I think that's that was what's really different and therefore she takes enormous pride in how she presents herself to the world that's so important to her because you know her neighbours I remember when she, the, there was a reference to the fact that Colleen wouldn't even put a comb to her hair, through her hair whereas it was really important for Agnes um, actually reminded me of Salah Glass from the last book always important to look good to create that you know bring that to the doesn't matter what's going on and she says that to Shuggy you show the game face this is what we do and I think that was uh, wonderfully represented and I think that he understood women and women of the time and able to explore this through a woman's experience of of being a mother of being a housewife but not being allowed to be anything else and the alcohol giving her either the comfort the out the the metamorphosis to change and it just and the poverty then just she couldn't get beyond it so yeah I, I think it was uh, fantastic she had a whole lot of options. Hilda King, I want to hear, I'm dying to hear what you thought of this book. Yeah, a lot of the adjectives used already. Um, I thought it was a great, a great heartbreaking read. Um, it was bleak. Um, there was unrelenting tension right through it. Um, you felt you lived with this alcoholic. You felt uh, you were the child of the alcoholic. You almost felt like an alcoholic right through the book you know you just knew what it was like um i thought um the author did a masterful job of telling the story and it was 
story after story after story. There were, you know, they, they nearly could have stood alone, some of them. They were so rounded and excellent. Um, I, is, you know, he had graphic descriptions of um, South uh, Site Hill and um, Pithead uh, that showed the poverty and the unemployment, the starvation, the tension of that community as a result of Thatcher's policies. Like he did that so well, he wove it in so that you really felt you, you could see that um, scheme, as they called it, and those uh, housing, poorly built houses and no facilities and all the things that led to um, the interaction. The way he described that community there, it was just unbelievable you know the, the interaction between all the women and uh, and uh, Agnes it was something else um, and yeah Agnes had all these illusions of grandeur and the efforts she went to to um, pretend to herself and to the world that uh, she was getting on with things regardless but yeah a hard a hard read I have to say a hard read you were hoping for a happy something or other, but it didn't come. There was there was uh, closure, let's say, but not mm. happy light at mm. the end of the tunnel. No, which is interesting and heartbreaking, but probably very true. These children right. do not do well. It's it's. It, we would love to think that um, Shuggy went off and and was recognised as the for the beautiful person that we saw he was, but so often you know, they fall through the cracks and there was no sign of social support or, or any other caring people coming into this um, this child's life. At one stage, he said, um, it, it said, Shuggy looked at the children playing in the playground and wondered why he wasn't at school. Mm. You know, and that was when they had moved out to Pithead and he just kind of was strolling along, God, oh gosh, I, it looks like I should be in there, really. And um, I just thought... Who, was, who, who looks out for these children? But when the whole society are these children, then everybody is just survival of the fittest. So, yeah, I, I thought as well, interesting that it was set in this time and place. And had that book been written about 10 years down the line in Glasgow in the, in the um, scheme, would it have been drugs? Were drugs coming in? This was pre you know, it, it, drug taking, and I'm sure it only got worse, really, in those in those places. Not a memoir, but kind of had a feel of a memoir about it. Does anybody else feel that, Michal? Uh, definitely, yeah. That was, um, I guess, just again, that relationship between Agnes and Shuggy was just so compelling that I, I did look it up afterwards. And um, as far as I can tell, his his own mum was was an alcoholic, so... Um, obviously, he, he brought certainly brought his experience of of alcoholism and probably experiencing that growing up yeah. uh, to the novel, um, and it really shows uh, there's there's real understanding in this book. It's it's not surface level, mm. um, and 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 real real empathy as well um, for the situation and understanding yeah. of alcoholism as a disease. It wasn't very judgy. It didn't have a judgmental um, tone to it at all. Hilda, did you want to come in there? Just a bit of an interview I read. He was asked, um, you know, was this based on his own life? And he said, not a word of it is true. It's all written in truth. It's mm -hmm. an interesting answer. 
and his father did die when he was 16. He had an older brother who he did live with and he did, he also lived in a boarding house as well. So there's a lot of similarities. But the fact that he said it's all written in truth, I think, tells us a lot. It really is. It really is like a memoir, but fictionalizing yes. it the way he did actually, I think, makes it more powerful. Um, and it consoles know, me that the writer has had a very successful life, actually, because reading this, I just kept on worrying about Shuggy. I worried about that child. And I was thinking, oh, if this writer is this child, is he OK? So it was interesting that the writer did, apart from, apart from the fact that this book was rejected 32 times, for shame, oh, my God, mm. 32 times, um, he has gone on to be, he went on to be a successful um, fashion designer, I think, worked in fashion right. in mm-hmm. America. And so he is, he is um, successful. So I get comfort from that. Um, anything else? Um, do you think it was Agnes's book or Shuggy's book? Or do you think it was just about the pair of them, Orla? I felt it was probably because I suppose they were both othered. Um, Agnes was othered for being different, for wanting more, for looking glamorous, for being drunk, for being sober, for for the men who who came through. There was always a judgment on um, on Agnes, um, and I think then Shuggy got that he was bullied at school, um, and bullied in, in the in the pit at the pit head, um, and for being othered, for being not right all of the time, sort of marking him out so I felt that there was a mirror going on between the two um, and very much I know it was I suppose about Agnes and so much of what was but that would be your child's experience of everything lived through the mother and they were so close the bond was so tight and as everybody else sort of fell away and the people in their lives really weren't you know I mean, the men weren't good and um, the adults, you know, it, it just there was nobody good in their lives. The, the women weren't great either, to be honest. It's not as if there was any sort of benchmark of goodness. And and you search for that. So um, I think it goes hand in hand. I think they mirrored each other in terms of that and that and that soldered their bond um, and, and kept them going. And as, as Michal said, you, you feel the hope ebb away from Shuggy as the, as the book goes on knowing that he can't change her and possibly the worst part of it um, was the time when she was sober and you're just thinking this is fantastic this is just but you you're you, I was sick with worry for them you know and 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 that's it and even you know that was really excellent about the he always his stomach he always got knots in his stomach at three o'clock on the dot every day because Shuggy this is at school when he was at school because he didn't know what to expect when he went home. I thought that was just so insightful and such a burden for a young person. I I, I think he captured it so beautifully. So I would say it was both of their books, to be honest. You know, it was a book about that. Mm. And Michal, we had kind of a knight in shining armour at one stage coming into the book, Eugene. And Eugene really could have, it could have, it could have worked out. There was great hope. Did you, how did you feel about Eugene's character and how it could have been so different, but it ended up going horribly wrong because of him? Yeah, um, I mean, I guess in the end it was, it was ignorance more than uh, malintent on his part. Um, he, he clearly didn't understand uh, the nature of alcoholism, that it's a, 
it's a disease, a psychological disease, essentially. Um, as a character, I thought he was up to a point one of the less appalling uh, yeah. male characters, certainly relative to Shug, um, Shuggy's dad, who is a pretty compelling portrait of a sociopath, uh, <laughs> I think. Um, Eugene, Eugene had good intentions, I think, uh, but was terribly naive about the nature of, of alcoholism. And uh, yeah. essentially, I think he brought about Agnes's destruction in the end. Yes, Orla. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say as well as he 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 didn't want her to be different either because when he went to that yeah. party and saw all of those people, you know, again here was her difference showing. She was never going to just be Agnes. She had to, and it's just trying to normalize something within their their worlds. I mean, he wasn't as you say, he wasn't all bad. He just had a monumental lack of understanding, but a need for the woman to be a certain way within, and you're just going, oh God, she didn't stand a chance. I know. And even that beautifully um, painted picture of them going to this barn dancer, this bizarre barn dance in Glasgow where they all were like uh, gun toting and, and all that. It was it was very funny, but it showed you that alcohol is a really important part of that world. And to not drink is kind of weird. And, and can you just have one wee drink or just have wine or, you know, don't be standing out by being this person who doesn't drink. And I think we, we know in this country more than most about um, how, how that can be and how tough it is to be an alcoholic trying to function in our world of such casual drinking. Hilda, what did you think of the Eugene's character coming in? Yeah, I felt Eugene nearly represented what a, what a, what society in general nearly feels, you know, take a drink, you're normal sort of thing. And he very much was of that ilk. And it, it was painful. I mean, the dialogue that um, Stuart wrote through that was, was very, very understandable and very um, emotional, really, watching her decide to take the fine at the glass of wine after a long, long battle with herself to not do it. Um, but yeah, and then he had he came to the party where the, the the one year anniversary for the Alcoholics Anonymous group came and he just he was he saw all those people as pitiful. And she says, but I'm one of them. And he says something like, but you seem so normal. And she knew that this was it, that they couldn't they couldn't be an item if he saw her in this way. Um, and and yet yeah. she had she had big dreams, she had big hopes that he would be the person who'd be Shuggy's new daddy. He she mm. he'd have money, they'd have holidays, they'd have holidays. together. Um, yeah. So, and Eugene yeah. Eugene hung around a little bit, even when she was like he did hang around. He tried to do the right thing by her, and it did sound like he loved her. But even that despair of the children when she arrives home and she's fallen in the door, and just that fury of the children you know it's so understandable and told so well at how let down they are and how you feel like a need just forever haven't believed it it could be any other way than this so yeah Eugene was potentially a, a, a game changer and it just all went horribly wrong but we haven't really talked yet about the villain and the whole thing Shug Senior and um, the father um, of 
of Shuggy um, and the whole complicated story of all these children by different uh, families that, you know, Shuggy, Shuggy left his own three children to be with Agnes and her two children and then had a child with Agnes. And then he left them and moved in with somebody else and, and for, you know, was a father to her four children or something. So it was all this like transient father going through the the, the, the book uh, and all these different children who were calling him dad that um, it was it was amazing. But still, it, it, it felt credible. What do we, uh, is there any even, is there any other answer to that you could have than what did you think is Shuggy? You know, was he just, had he a redeeming quality at all? Michal, what do you think? <laughs> um, I can't think of any. Um, <laughs> I, I think you'd go a long way um, and read through a lot of novels to find a character as despicable as, as he is. Um, just, just a rotten character. Doesn't seem to be capable of any kind of empathy. Um, mm. Left his first family and seemed to mostly feel sympathy for himself um, for having done it, rather than for the family that he left behind. Um, he sort of uses it, he weaponizes it against Agnes from the beginning. Um, then he just has a string of affairs, um, and then eventually abandons her. But not only abandons her, but you know, leaves her in this place where she doesn't want to be. Um, specifically because I think in his own words, it's something about he, he wanted to make sure that she couldn't be put back together um, mm -hmm. was was essentially what he said. So it was just to make sure that he had utterly ruined her before he left her yeah. um, and just, to guarantee uh, that she had no life. Because uh, you would wonder if he had just left her with her parents and the children, surely it would have been somewhat better. I don't know, but he wasn't prepared to even do that. I think yeah. he wanted. I think he wanted to. Um, certainly, my reading of it is exactly what Mia said. But also that sense that it, to move her out of the pit was to, for her, it was. I think he said this: the ultimate proof that she loved him. To to move away, to move in, you know, so that you know they have a place of their own, and and then not even to step over that threshold. I mean, a, a hideous, hideous character. Which, and I was delighted with the description then when it was said that he had a comb over, and I went, of course he had a comb over. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You just, you just couldn't wish him well. Oh my God, you just no. couldn't. You know, even though Agnes and all the neglectful stuff she did, you still kind of could see there was a a heart there and a, a person there. But um, yeah, she she was um, yeah, she was badly treated, and and that he swept her off out to this new place, this new lovely estate where all the kids play in the street, and he sold it to her quite well. And her own front door, um, but God loved them. It wasn't to be, but uh, yeah, I thought he was just—he oh, was just the, the classic Hollywood villain, really. I mean, really, you nearly said boo every time he walked onto a page. <laughs> you know, he was the but language. Nearly, yeah, go on, Hilda. So you nearly have to say she had. Um... Uh, he had to come up and when he took uh, Shug after she was hospitalized and um, she came back to get him. That was a very powerful scene where she mm. shouted all sorts of lovely language uh, so that the whole neighborhood could hear. And he stood at the door uh, refusing to let Shug out, Shuggy out. And um, 
it didn't stop her. She threw the bin through the window and she was about to throw a second one. And, you know, he, he didn't care about Shuggy at all, but he just wanted to, to deny her this. But mm. she, 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 she won that one anyway, you know, so there was a little bit of a reprieve there for her. Yeah. For a, hor a horrible, the, yeah. brutal man that had been brutal to her and should have been locked up. Yeah, for sure. And and you would really cheer. That was the moment we cheered, kind of, come on, yes. So it was a little bit of revenge, but still interesting how Shuggy, it was out of the frying pan into the fire. There was never a good, he, he was never well off in any of these situations. You know, he, he, even when he moved in with his father and his father's new wife, I mean, he was probably being fed more regularly and things like that, but they didn't love him or want him. And he was still wandering around the, the tenements on his own. Interesting, I thought, how his language was so beautiful. Shuggy's child's own language. He spoke kind of proper um, and for, for which he probably got a good hiding at school. You know, they knew he was different and... It's very interesting to see a young gay child being represented like this without him even really realizing it, but knowing that I think this is there's something different and it was something that other children could just smell in an instant and just it was, you know, he got really badly treated because of it. But his beautiful language, it was nearly, I saw written somewhere that it was like an Oliver Twist or Pip one of these little boys who was like purity about them in their language. So it's interesting that he had him speaking like that. So, yeah, I think we all kind of seem to enjoy that one. Any other reflections on it politically or anything? I suppose it's quite um, rooted in that time and place. Yeah, Orla, you just... Yeah, no, no, very much so. I mean, it's a. I, I would consider that quite a... Um, a, a political book and a book of, of what that city went through and not necessarily just that city that just happens to be um, in Glasgow and, and how, how it was economically decimated and, and the poverty that people had to actually endure um, because of Thatcher's policies, because of that sense of um, of capitalism. Uh, I actually saw a reference to the fact that Alan, Alan this was a sort of the antithesis to Alan Hollingsworth's line of beauty, which is um, set in the same time, but down in affluent London, you know, the sort of the, the city types and, and, and that, you know, that polar opposites of how people live and don't survive. Um, it's no, no, I think yeah. it's a, a deeply powerful book, a deeply political book. Um, yes. Uh, and very much a, a, for me, a representative of, of the position that women um don't hold in society and certainly didn't hold then and and you know arguably possibly not now maybe there's a little bit more freedoms but mm -hmm. um the view with which she was held um and as i said at the start i i just think that um shuggy's gayness i mean he was a gay young man but also his mother's difference um and i think that that drive to be different um was very much why they were both othered and um and suffered so much within their own situation and within the poverty of it. Um, I mean, I should just say that the one, one of the one of the good guys really, and he tried so hard to be one of the good guys because he gave up his his chance of college was his brother Alexander Leek. Um, he he really tried within his limitations as a young man too to try and help them. Um, and I thought that was 
you know, God, you know, when he got all his teeth out as well, you know, the, just the little vignettes. I felt this was a, a, a as Hilda said, they nearly stand on their own as short stories. For me, it was episodic. Each, you know, while it was linear, you still didn't know where he was going to pick up the story once he once he stopped telling you yeah. one aspect of it. And yeah. I thought that was that was the power lay in that because it isn't just about the day to days. It's the big episodes. It's the small episodes. It's all of it. But it feels big no matter what's happening. So I suppose I've just yeah. said a lot. Sorry, I've just said too much there now. But there's no, no, no. I think it's interesting, too, because I had read this book before you recommended it for the book club. And then I refreshed it in the last month. And like that, I could absolutely dip into it and say, oh, I will read this chapter again. I, I, and I could read them as little standalone stories. Absolutely. And and they hold as that. If any of those was an essay, uh, you know, written on its own, you would enjoy it and you wouldn't need context beyond that. You know, everything was so well explained that you straight away knew who you were and who these people are. And in terms of class, there really was no other class represented in this book. It wasn't as if they were looking over the fence at people who were better off than them. Really, it was poverty left and right, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. And I think as well, the sectarian nature of it did. Did you mm. were any of you mm. surprised at that, or did you always know that for Glasgow? I didn't know. It. No, it it, no. it it was such a big thing for them, isn't it? You know, the because he saw it when she married the Catholic, and the parents wanted mm -hmm. her to stay married to the Catholic, and the orange parades and all those things. Mm. I mean, it sounded kind of familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're kind of going, okay, I get that. We've, we've, we've grown up with that. So Glasgow is such a sectarian. And what football team do you support? Very first question you'd be asked. So I thought that was quite interesting. Mm. Um, Orla, you mentioned Leek, the brother. And then we had Catherine, the sister. And they both, over time, left the family home and went and saved themselves. Do we well, feel they abandoned Shuggy or do we feel they just had to save themselves? Anyone got an, uh, an answer for me on that or a thought? Well, I think I think the two were older. Um, Shuggy, I think, was four when they moved out to Pithead and Leek and Catherine were older and they were, you know, they were able to maybe do something for themselves. And while Catherine went off with the, I think was the nephew of her father, wasn't it, um, to mm -hmm. Africa or, some, or South Africa or somewhere. Uh, Leek stood by a long, long time and he did all he could do um, and tried to maintain a, a job and give some money back and whatever. But I think he knew by the repetition of the cycles that Agnes went through that there was no way out. This was never going to end. And it was his advice when she, she actually threw him out, I think, in the end. Um, mm. uh, his, his advice to Shuggy that sort of gave Shuggy, I don't know, a way out in the end, you know, that she's never going to get better and you have to save yourself was what uh, Leek said to Shuggy before he left. Mm. But, um, yeah, he, he, he did make a life for himself and maybe there's a message there that... Um, with alcoholism and alcoholism addiction, there has to be made choices like that have to be made. Yeah. Did you have any feelings of that family unit breaking up, Michal? That that um, that you know, 
Catherine kind of did disappear out of it quick, quicker than League. Yeah, I think you could, you could plausibly make the argument that Catherine kind of cut and run, but I think for League it would definitely be unfair to say that. Um, I thought he stood by for Shuggy, and I thought the relationship between him and Shuggy was really beautifully drawn. I mean, it was it was kind of rough at times. Like he he was his older brother, and it was kind of it was tough love sometimes. Um, but I thought that that moment at the end where um, Leek sends a card home to Shuggy with the portrait of the little boy with with the dolls. Um, I think it just kind of brought it all together. That that was that was why he stayed. Um, he knew that someone needed to look out for Shuggy, and also he was aware of Shuggy's sexuality and was trying to help him get by as best he could. He was trying. He wasn't trying to change him as a person, but he was trying to get him to present a different front to the world because he knew that Shuggy was going to be hated um, and reviled for for his own sexuality. And I thought it was it was beautiful. And it shows you how you cannot deny your sexuality either. How even though as a survival technique, Leek was saying, could you straighten yourself up and could you man yeah. up a bit? Could you stop talking and walking and, and doing this? But it was Shuggy's little soul that was um, being displayed. And, and, and it's so horrible to see that dampened down in a child, you know, that it can't be celebrated. So I think, and Catherine, I suppose she had to go and save herself too, you know, and once she left, she really didn't even talk to the mum at all. Even when the grandparents died, she just thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I've left. And you kind of hope she did OK, too, because there was a scene where she um, was wandering the streets and she went looking for Leek in his cabin. And people assault, young kids assaulting her and threatening to knife her face. And she just kind of shook it off and got on with it. But it shows you how threatening the place was and how unsafe it was. Um, growing up I also felt that there was a scene that I just I couldn't reread this time and it was when Shuggy was getting a taxi into um, the city to find his mom and I just thought will there be one good man in Glasgow that can pull in and pick up this kid and it was just horrifying I remember being so horrified when I read that I was thinking oh no please let there be just one decent person is everybody horrible um men aren't there there aren't very good any good men really in this apart from leek who we met as a boy himself but um god that was i found that grim i just i found it so on so frightening to think that mm. i don't think the women i don't think the women were any better either to be honest um mm. was there was very few you know redeemable women but in in that sense their life their lives were were so bad were so small um i mean colleen across the street oh my god you know that that time with the husband and and then when she came out and she collapsed in the street and there's agnes changing her underwear in the street mm. like mm. The, the 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 things that they did the kindnesses but yet there was no um there was no loyalty between them because they couldn't. Everything was, I suppose, a competition in a way and everything was transactional. That was another thing that struck me very much. Everything was transactional. Um, like, um, oh, was it Agnes McGinty coming through the door, you know, bringing the can, wanting to get cans. Surely you must have more hidden. Let's call Lambie and let's transact with Lambie. And Agnes has just had, you know, she's had a terrible night. She's been abused by a, 
another man she doesn't remember it she knows though in her soul in her some part in her memory but yet you bring Lambie because Agnes is good looking um you know and um or Ginty McGinty that was her name yeah. wasn't it sorry yeah. and um and she brings Lambie and and it is to 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 auction off Agnes for um for what a six pack and yeah. it's just there's it's so there's so lack lacking in that sense of human kindness but because that is there is no kindness when you need to survive and if a can is what you need to get you by that's how you survive and the taxi driver with the child it just was it's just horrifying it's mm. and the and the and the and he learned though he learned very quickly because the next time he was getting a taxi when he didn't have money he said you know yeah. oh, okay he offered himself yeah so again, this whole sense of just to get by, you have to offer everything that you have. It's just and in in the real world, and um, that is what happens to boys who are children who have been abused. You know, we know that from our own shameful, shameful past in this country, and children who are abused in care going on, and and that was all they knew. The only currency they knew was their body, and you know, it is. It, I I think it's probably sadly true. Um, that scene when um, Agnes was first out in Pithead and meeting the women and they kind of tricked her into drinking vodka. <laughs> that, I thought that was so... I mean, to say this book was funny, it doesn't sound fair, but I <laughs> laughed out loud at this book. You know, the yeah. characters were mighty. Hilda. Yeah, it was. There was. I mean, the, the, the few humorous pieces really stood out. And uh, another one was where the boys asked uh, Shuggy. Uh, she said, "You've no father," and he says, "I have." And they, they said, "Well, where is he?" And all, all that came into Shuggy's head was a list of all the um, derogatory names, which we can't say on air, that his mother called him. But he just said, "Oh, mm-hmm. he's away. He's a taxi man." I mean, it was very funny to read that. And then yeah. the other very fu- I, I really enjoyed was um, when Agnes was going to. Um, sell her fur coat and she walked all the way into town and it got soaking wet and she arrived into this garage and she was all airs and graces and um he he really really did that so well um your man just read her from top to toe and she was saying oh i my husband would be worried about me i have to go you know and he said he said well you know the hot the place where you um your coat is closed and you know you, you know and I thought he, he just pulled pulled her the rug from yeah, under her and he'd it been was it really, all before. It, yeah 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 it was very and, very well done and Agnes as well as Shuggy they would have been better off if they were just the same as everybody else what made life so particularly difficult for Shuggy was that he was an effeminate boy a gay boy and um, for Agnes is that she was beautiful and she was told by her father growing up that she was little star or she was you know so so it ended up being the rock on which they perished really because it was what made them different as you said earlier Orla it was what what made them stand out and people in such a a world where survival is just day-to-day nobody wants this big I am as they called her look at you you big I am um coming in here with your sequins and your you know your permed hair and your shiny false teeth but um, yeah, I thought that was very interesting, very good. Is there anything we have left out from talking about this book? This is a book you could really talk about a lot. Mm. Do you know, it is a book that I would recommend. Would you recommend it to to people, this book? Orla, you're in the business of recommending books. 
Oh, I would, yeah. I would, yeah. Absolutely. Would you, I mean, put, the, would you put a health warning on it? Oh, I would, yeah. I'd give it a caveat. Yeah, you'd have to. Mm. Absolutely. And mm. you, you don't, you'd you need to say to people, what kind of form are you in? You know, you, you need mm. to sort of drill down to see what they, you know, what they feel like. But uh, for something like this, for something this wonderful, um, you know, taking maybe little breaks from it might be no harm because as you say you can pick it up it's um it is that ability but yeah no I'd recommend it I recommend it for the style the language the power of the story um there's so much in it if you want to actually try and just get in under like a beautiful relationship um Mm. that's just so that's also so damaged um in in a world yeah I think this is a this is a, a wonderful book yeah, a yeah. difficult one, but a wonderful one. Mm-hmm. And I think, as you say, it's amazing that it's a, it's a debut novel. It really is. Yeah. Michal, would you recommend us to... Yeah, uh, not to someone who's looking for a holiday beach read, but yeah. def- def- definitely for anyone who's looking for um, a really complete novel that has insight and understanding. Yeah, yeah definitely. Something to get stuck into. Hilda... Yes, I'd agree with Orla and Michal. Um, with, with, definitely, I would explain a bit about the style of the book and the content because mm. uh, you couldn't just say this is a brilliant book and hand it to somebody. They'd, they'd have mm. to be forewarned that just, it, it is yeah. tough. There's no, yeah. there's no other and, word for it. And it's funny because I said to my sister, she was saying, do you recommend any books? And I said, yeah, Shuggy Bay. And she said, oh, I read that. Oh, Mary, how can you recommend it? It yeah. broke my heart. You know, yeah. so... Mm. Uh, you know, there's a time in your life where you just think, oh, look, it, I can't be wrung out by this book emotionally. You know, right. I'm not, I just don't want to bring it on myself at the moment. But I thought that, you know, surprisingly, there is humour. There is such beauty in the writing and in these feisty characters. And um, I'd say it's Glasgow through and through. And I'd say people from Glasgow are, I, you know, reading it with great interest and um, reflection, I'm sure. Um, I'm just looking to see even the writing, even when he talks about things like leaks, broken, false teeth and the discomfort, you can almost feel that. And he goes to such bother explaining how Shuggy was following him with little bits of rolled up bread to stick in his and in his gums to stop it from hurting and sometimes when I see something written like that I say you clever person to know we didn't you didn't I didn't know I needed to know that but Mm. it's those little details that make you walk in the shoes of these so well crafted characters Characters. and and feel for them you know so yeah I certainly would be recommending it to all and sundry I'm thinking so Yes, anything else to say about Shuggy? Just a big thumbs up, I think, from all of us. Have Absolutely. we covered have we covered it all? I think we have done I hope we have done some service to this to this beautiful piece of writing. Will there be a sequel, I wonder? Uh, well, I don't know if it's going to be a sequel, but his second book is due for publication in 2020 called um, Block Owl, I think. And it's a uh, 2022. God, I'm, uh, there you go. I'm missing years. Uh, 2020. Yeah, 2022. And um no, so I don't. I don't believe it's a sequel, but it is about two young uh, teenage uh, gay characters, um, set again in Glasgow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be looking forward to that. And I wonder, will this ever be on screen? Mm. Yeah, it won't be as good as the screen it was in in my head. I could, I could picture. I've never been in Glasgow in my life, and I really felt I knew this place. And that's just what astounding writing can do for you, Hilda. Well. 
Angela's Ashes got to screen, didn't it? You know, Frank McCourt's mm. book, uh, mm. which was had similar, had a lot of similarities. Yeah. So you never yeah. know. Yeah. You could yeah. see it. I could see it for sure. I'd love to see it. But again, will it ever be as good? We'd say no, of course. But, you know, they can try. For people who don't read, it would be nice to get to, to, for them to experience this. So that's Shuggy Bain, guys. Um, certainly, it's been my book of the year. I've really, really enjoyed it. And it's, I even enjoyed rereading it and seeing things. Because even Orla mentioned at the beginning, the first scene shows us... Um, Shuggy working in a deli counter um, and almost going to hairdressing school. Mm. And it's only the second time I read it. I go, oh, Shuggy, go. Oh, please, please. <laughs> I kind of, at that stage, I knew what happened. And I was back at the beginning of it again saying, oh, Shuggy, don't tell me. You would be brilliant at this. Please do it. And, mm. you know, that whole thing, sabotaging his own happiness and his own life, it just was a bit heartbreaking. So... In terms of other good reads, Orla, you're back in business. The shop is open. Lovely to see you in there and doing what you do best. Good luck to you. Thank you and very much. Have you anything to recommend or what are people looking for at the moment? Well, I suppose there's been quite a few um, publications because this is the time for summer publications. So I've just picked out um, uh, one or two. Uh, so on the lighter side of fiction, but it's the seventh book in a series is called The Missing Sister by Lucinda Riley. Now, that came last week and, and uh, there was a lot of people um, eagerly awaiting that because it's um, it's the seventh in the series. So, you know, when you're following a, a, any series, um, you're, you're you're waiting on it. Um, and it, what's that genre? What What kind of books are they? Well, it's just a little bit of, I suppose, it's light. I would class it just a, a little bit uh, lighter, um, yeah. lighter fiction. Um, it's a story of seven sisters. It's written by Lucinda Riley, who was born in Ireland, but then moved to America when she was two years old. And she's created this sort of phenomenal saga, kind of just a big, big old family saga, like Penny Vincenzi. I don't know if you're familiar with her writing. She, she would have written so, you know, big chunks of books that you just can dive into um, and she's very very popular um, mm. another one that's um, has come with a lot of fanfare is um, I don't know if you're aware of it it's called Snowflake Snowflake by Louise Nealon um, she's a young Irish um, Irish writer and she's writing about uh, Trinity again in the vein I suppose I mean she's probably mm. being compared to Sally Rooney I don't know if that's true or not I haven't had an opportunity to read it it certainly has come with um a lot of good reviews, but it's about a young girl from the country going to Trinity to study English, but she's doing it remotely. Now, I don't know if that again, I have to. Yeah. So like that's quite modern and quite relevant. Um, another book to mention would be The Lost Children's Archive, which just won the um, the Impact Award, the Dublin um a book of the word this this is an interesting award i like this it's always worth um noting it because um as hilda will know it's comes the the nominations are come from uh, libraries so libraries across the world submit uh, so so readers uh, um who uh, frequent libraries nominate so many books and each library then sends forward from a different country the book that they're nominating there's about 100 and 150 altogether they're whittled down to 10 and then the 
the winner is announced. It was announced there about 10 days ago and it's called The Lost Children's Archive. Again, as I say, what's interesting about this one is they're not necessarily new books. Um, so they could be two to three years old, but it's actually representative of what people are borrowing from the libraries and are putting for uh, and are saying, this is a great book. I read this book. And so it's great because it could be books that maybe hadn't had the publicity or the or the platform. So that's a great thing. Um, another Irish writer would be uh, Dara McNulty. He has won uh, numerous prizes. He's a young 17 year old um, from the north of Ireland and he's writing about is the diary of a naturist. So he's um, I don't know if, you've, if you're familiar with this. Yeah. So it's just he's just how he appreciates nature, how he looks at the world and how it's different. He's autistic. Um, and so um, he, he's written about it. He's written, I think, a few books, but this is his first one to get published and it's been nominated. Uh, another book then, just to, to jump genres all the time, would be Sinead O'Connor's um, Rememberings. Um, mm. her, yeah, her new, her, her new, her, her book, um, her memoir, um, not considered um, straight, a straightforward music memoir. Again, I think episodic from uh, just picking instances um, from her, from her life, from her musical career and going That'd through that. interesting. Is, yeah, that I only think in, so. is, is that only in hardback at the moment or is it? Yeah, no. it was just published yeah. there on the 1st of June. Yeah, it's yeah. only in hardback at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that too. Yeah, she, it, seemed to, it seems to be well received. So that'll be interesting. So lots of good stuff to get stuck into um, over the summer. People getting their summer reads. They might be going on holidays, but they can still read lots of books in a lazy fashion. So I think that's what Golden Holidays is. Um, in terms of anything else happening around the around the country, any bookish stuff or literature stuff? Um, well, the International Book Festival, the Dublin International Book Festival is on at the moment. The Dawkey Book Festival is coming up. Um, the Hay Festival is on. Um, these are all online. And then later on in the year, the Iron Mountain Festival, which is on in October, um, which it will be online, but dependent on, I suppose, um, restrictions and how things change that might actually there might be some in-person interviews so that might be um, certainly one That'd to watch great. and yeah. interestingly with things being online now I mean there are things that we can access that we wouldn't otherwise have maybe done so so I suppose you know we might get we might get um, a look at something something cool and booky and literary so yeah that's great Orla thanks for that um, summary of what's uh, going at the moment and best of luck with the summer and the shop and um, thank you very much to our guests this is we're taking a break now for the summer guys so this is our last book club for a while I hope you enjoyed it somewhat we certainly enjoyed it, it was great it's great to be able to read a book um, so I'd like to thank um, Kevin McManus who was with us er earlier on the year and Hilda King and Orla Kelly and Michal Gagan for their really putting a lot of time into reading a book and, and it does take a little bit more thought than just casually reading it for your own enjoyment when you know you kind of have to talk about it so I really appreciate you doing that for the book club here at Leitrim Daily so thanks a million and that's us over and out until September. Take care.